Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Wonderful name. Well, family, oh, today we are starting a brand new series, a brand new series, and that series is titled Harvest Season. Harvest Season. And in fact, I want you to open up your Bible with me to the book of Genesis. Oh, it's going to be easy to find the text today. Genesis chapter 8, and we're going to begin at verse 20. Genesis chapter 8, and we're beginning at verse 20. And here the word of God, it reads today, and it says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I gain neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Today we're speaking from the subject Start It Right. Start it right. Start it right. This passage that we're looking at today, it finds Noah and his family among or, or following the waters receding from the great flood. They had been in the ark and the waters had receded and now we find them at this point in our text. They had just spoken with God and God had delivered a message unto them, letting them know to go out and some things. So I want us to take a look back at our text. Let's look back at verse number 20. And again, it reads, it says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar, on the altar. You see, Noah did not look to build a house for his family first. It's important to note that. He didn't look to build an altar for his family first, but an altar unto God. An altar unto God. Listen, even though his family was homeless, <laughs> his family was homeless, literally. They were homeless, and all he could see was destruction all around him. But the first thing that he chose to build was an altar so that he could worship God. He chose to build an altar so that he could worship God, so he could worship God. It's important to note that this wasn't an act that God was requiring Noah to do. He wasn't requiring this of Noah. He wasn't, but, but Noah did this. In fact, prior to this, Noah waited to follow every instruction from God. He waited to hear from God what the instruction was, and he did everything God told him. Listen, God told him to build an ark, and he did it. God told him to get two of every creature and put in the ark, and he did it. 
God told him to shut up the ark, get in the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and their wives in there with all of these stinking funky animals and shut yourself up in there. And guess what? Noah did it. Noah did it. Now, now God had told him to open and exit the ark. Oh, I got to pause here for a moment because this is very interesting. God did not speak from outside of the ark and tell Noah, listen, I want you to open the ark and come out. No, no. God spoke from within the ark to Noah and said, listen, I want you to open the ark and take from inside of the ark, outside, your wife, your sons, your daughters-in-law, and all of the animals. Uh, just a side note, you need to understand this, because while they were shut up in the ark, they were shut up in the ark by themselves. But yet God was with them all the time. You see, sometimes there's some things you get shut up in, some things that seem difficult and you don't understand how in the world you're going to make it out of it. But you seem to be trapped in it and you feel like you're by yourself. But baby, I want you to know that God is there with you. You are not by yourself. Listen, I just wanted to give you that one for free because you just need to know that you're not stuck in your situation by yourself. Here it was. They were in the ark and from inside the ark, God says, I need you to open and exit the ark. And Noah did it. Noah did it. But Noah's response to exiting the ark after approximately one year and around 10 days, they had been stuck in this ark with all of these animals and all of their waste and all of the stuff that went along with it. They were stuck in there for over a year, almost a year and 10 days. He gets out of the ark and after seeing this flood ravaged land filled with the absence of man. Did you hear me? Filled with the absence of man. In other words, he looked around and could not find anybody else. He looked around and did not see anyone else. The only thing he saw was what was left from the ravaged work that had been done by the flood waters. He saw all of this and he saw that it was void of order. There were no roads. Every road had been washed away. They couldn't just walk to this town or that town. All of the, what town? All of that stuff was gone. He, he didn't see any of that. There was no peace around him. But watch this. He chose to worship God who had led him to salvation. And the one who has spared his life, he chose to worship God. Oh, my goodness. Just for a moment, I need you to help me see this. I want you to imagine what Noah was seeing. Anyone has ever, if anyone's ever seen an apocalyptic movie, that was a movie. Noah lived it. <laughs> I'm talking about when he gets out of the boat, he looks around and trees that had been standing for centuries were knocked over like a twig and they were all over the place where, where there was a pasture of, of wonderful vegetation. It was completely decimated and left with muddy ruins. 
everything, wherever there was a home, the homes had been torn and blown apart. Listen, there was no construction to make sure that it could, it could sustain category three and category four wins. No, none of that. Their construction wasn't like that. So you can only imagine there was only a hole or a spot left where there may have been a dwelling. Everything was gone. Everything was gone. But in the midst of what he saw, his first thought was, I got to find me some wood. Listen, go get that wood over there. And I need you to bring it over here. And we need to go ahead and sacrifice and give, and give honor unto God. We got to worship him because he spared us in the midst of all of this. We could have been among this number, but God saw fit to keep us. No, we're going to worship. We're going to worship him right now and sacrifice unto God. Sacrifice unto the Father. Now, I want you to understand something. We, we have to see what he was seeing. You see, in the desolation, Noah saw restoration. In, in, in the brokenness, Noah saw rebuilding. In, in, in the land that was void, Noah saw opportunity. He saw opportunity. So now the question becomes, what do you see? What do you see? You see, what do you see when things are difficult in your life? What do you see? What do you see when uh, you seem to be isolated and alone? What do you see? What do you see when it feels like you have to start all over and begin again? What do you see here? Noah, the lesson that we get from Noah is he teaches us to see the opportunity to worship God. The opportunity to trust God again. Oh, my goodness. You see, and, and let me share this with you. The evidence of what you see is found in this one thing. It's found in this one thing. Your worship. Your worship. Listen, what you see is determined, determined by how you worship. How you worship tells me everything about what you see. It tells me if you're believing God for your breakthrough. It tells me if you're believing God for your turnaround. It tells me if you're believing God for your ability for your, your marriage to be restored. It tells me you're believing God if, you, if, you, if you're going to see that next season come in your life that you've been believing him for. By the way you worship, you see, sometimes we wait to worship when things get good and things get all right. But here, Noah, in the midst of total devastation, found a reason to worship. He found a reason to go before God and worship him and worship him. Uh, you see, watch this also. Noah did not look at his limited resources and say, when things are replenished, I'm going to worship you then, God. When things get better, I'm going to worship you. Oh, when I get the raise, God, I'm going to worship you then, Oh, when, 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 th when people start acting right, Lord, I, that's when I'm going to worship you. When, when, I get, when, I, when I get that promotion, Lord, that's when I'm going to worship you. No, he, he didn't say that. He looked at everything the way it was, and he chose to worship God. He chose to worship God. You see, Noah took from what was available in the clean animals and clean fowls and made a sacrifice unto God. He made a sacrifice unto God. 
He could he could have easily looked at what he had and made excuses as to why he couldn't sacrifice anything at that moment. He could have. And, and watch this. This is important. note. And God was not requiring him to. There's no place in this text. There's no place that we see where God was mandating that he worship him. He did not. Noah made a response to God out of his heart. This was completely a free will offering that Noah was giving unto God. It was an expression of his love and appreciation to God. It took great faith for Noah to worship God in this way. It took great faith for him to worship him like this. I want you to know something. Our offering should be the same way. <laughs> this is how we should worship God. This is how we should give our offering unto God. Listen, whether it's your time, your talent, or your treasury, whatever it is, you're supposed to offer it unto God. Listen, yes, it's a sacrifice. Yes, I, he, he knows that. It, it, it's something that costs you something. But listen, you're giving it not because you're looking at God requiring it of you. You're giving it not because it's mandated in the Torah or it's mandated in some other part of doctrine. You're giving it because it's a response from your heartbeat. Because as your heart beats and you see everything that God has done for you, your response is then to worship him. And you so simply out of your heart's response. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.